0: Just like that. And just like that, it's a new year. Look at us go. Welcome yeah. in. Welcome back. That Connor O'Neill, it. Wade Zanketa, uh, rounding up our second, well I guess this is almost our second anniversary of the podcast. It is getting closer. Uh, yeah, I think what, March?
1: March-ish? Yeah,
0: late March. So uh, yikes, you guys have actually listened to us for almost two full years. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Could not imagine someone wanting to listen to us talk and ramble for that much. Um, but it is the new year. It is 2022. And here we go.
1: I'm going to start off by talking and rambling. I'm going to. Because I am upset. Much like Drake, I'm upset. I'm upset. I thought the seven and a half on Michigan was disrespect. It was not. That game was Absolutely over the moment, the moment that Jim Harbaugh woke up that morning and decided to not put on khaki pants, khaki pants didn't wear the khaki. Yeah, what is this? What is? Oh this? my god,
0: man! This yes, is an identity crisis. This is identity oh. crisis one hundred and one. Good if gosh! If you look, okay, we're gonna we're gonna tie this into an actual football analogy right now. I'm going to. We're okay, starting it but, off
1: with, like, the college football playoffs for all yes. those that I haven't <laughs> uh, chumped in on this a, one yet.
0: If you're a new listener, Connor is a devout Michigan Wolverines fan and Michigan been for sports period. Years. Yeah. Michigan sports. So in a football sense, his life has been hell for the last decade plus. Um, this year, Michigan gave him a glimmer of hope. And Jim Harbaugh woke up on the day of the national semifinals like, you know what? I live in khakis, but today, no khakis. Here's here's what it comes down to. This is an identity. Each team tries to form an, an identity when they take the field. The Ravens, my NFL team, has formed an identity of running the damn ball. Uh, Winnipeg in the CFL has formed an identity of Andrew Harris, till we die, and then, oh, yeah, we have a great quarterback who's going to piece you away if you load the box too much. We uh,
1: cannot. Wait, 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 wait. We can't leave out the Incredible defense, we can't. We can't. We can't. We can't.
0: Winnipeg's identity has apparently been we are just better than you at every facet of the game. There, we uh, go. In in U sports, Greg Marshall, Western run the ball, run the damn ball. Uh, Waterloo, the last four years has been Trey Ford. Ford tough. We go, we yeah, built Ford tough. We go where Trey Ford goes. Um, Michigan, their identity has been running the ball and, and damn good, playing great defense. Front seven. Jim Harbaugh's identity identity, since he began coaching. Like, we're talking like Stanford. He was
1: doing damn State Farm commercials wearing khakis. In
0: khakis, okay? And he wakes up and he just decides, you know what? Today, the most important day of my life in recent years. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to follow my identity. But, to be fair to your Michigan Wolverines, I saw someone say that every member of the Trenches for Georgia is going to be like a top 100 pick in the next year or two. I'm like, that's just, (laughs) yeah. Like, how do you compete with that? I guess Alabama does because Alabama matches that same statistic, but like, how do you compete with that? Top 100 picks everywhere. Like Aiden Hutchinson, I felt bad because he was getting chipped, doubled, pushed out, run away from. I was like, wow, okay, they just decided to eliminate him from the game plan.
1: I'm fine with it. I'm actually fine with it because. The Lions, not recently, not recently, but they have. They've like won a couple of ridiculous games that why are you winning at this point, really? So, 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 wait, if the Lions don't have the first overall pick here, Aiden Hutchinson kind of maybe, I don't know if his stock really goes down much, but uh, a, 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 there still might be like the Jags, the Jags are, I think they hold the number one pick right now. The Jags don't need defensive pressure, the Jags need offensive linemen. So maybe they're looking across, maybe Alabama, maybe Georgia going like, hey, we need some of those offensive linemen. I think uh, that, what is it, that Neil kid from Alabama is is supposed to be a top 10 pick or whatever. Oh, I like Um,
0: Lindenbaum. the the guy from Iowa. Do you see him moving on a Uh, screen pass? He was like 60 yards (laughs)
1: downfield. Anyways, where I'm going with this is if Aiden Hutchinson's stock drops a little bit, I'm okay with it because Detroit doesn't currently have the number one overall pick. Now, now, we'll see. I, I, I texted you this, though. Two weeks ago, the Detroit Lions lost badly to Seattle this week. I was so happy. Two weeks ago, when they were playing the Atlanta Falcons, the Detroit Lions were on the goal line with, like, less than a minute to play. Ball is in TB12's hand. Yes, Boyle, Tim, Boyle, the Tim, Tim Boyle. Tim Boyle, laser the laser show. He's on the goal line. Drops back, cocks his arm back, and just fires an interception right into the hands of the Atlanta defense. And I had never cheered so loud for Detroit Lions goal line interception say, in my life.
0: I like when the Lions play close games because I get a full range of emotions from you. It's like, yeah, the Lions are winning. And then it's no, why are you winning a game? And I know. So <laughs>
1: I'm happy the most, that they're winning. Don't get me wrong. Like, I hate to be that fan that's cheering. It's the
0: fact that they're competitive, though. That's the thing that you gotta be happy with, Detroit. I am. Like, yeah, they're, and, and they're like close.
1: This is a special circumstance for me. Like, I'm not cheering for the Lions to lose because I want the number one overall pick. I'm cheering for the Lions to lose at this point because my Michigan fandom is taking over and just the storyline of Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, being a Michigan guy himself, he's from Plymouth, Michigan. His dad played at Michigan. That storyline of Aiden Hutchinson staying home playing for the hometown Lions, like that, just gives me so much joy. And the fact that, like, you have to agree with this, Aiden Hutchinson is just such a Dan Campbell guy. He's a prototype Dan Campbell football oh. player. He is. He's that blue-collar, hard worker, bite your kneecaps off football. For player.
0: that. <laughs> I was paying for the bite Unique your kneecaps, but Connors, Michigan Wolverines were subdued in the Orange Bowl. Was it the Orange Bowl? What did you guys play in? Cotton Bowl?
1: Orange Bowl. Orange you bowl. guys were Orange Bowl? Yeah, yeah it was the Orange They're Bowl. They're subdued in the Orange Bowl. But it just goes to show, too, like, we need to expand the college football playoffs. The, the rest of the bowl games outside of the college football semifinal were so much better. That Ohio State game was incredible, and that's coming from a Michigan fan. That game was incredible.
0: Yeah, but are you saying that Utah would actually compete with Alabama?
1: No, but I'm saying right, that okay. we need to, I mean, I think Utah would have put up a better game than Cincinnati did.
0: Yeah, I I'm all for expanding the play, but I don't want to like I don't, don't want to diminish
1: go, it, but I'm just saying I like don't we want like, to like
0: above and beyond, like I
1: conference winners and a couple of wild cards. Notre Dame, they can Notre Dame can get in, but because they're not in a conference they're not going to be one of the top couple seats. I don't seats. Eight-team college playoff, power five guarantees your spot. Power five conference win guarantees your spot, three wild cards.
0: One of the wild cards has to be group of five. And then you get two wild cards from anything. And then
1: Notre Dame has to earn their way in, but they can't be – a top four seed because they're not a they're not a conference winner because they don't play in a conference. I think that's the perfect way to penalize Notre Dame for not playing in a conference. Not to mention the fact that they got smacked by OK State. Love to okay, see that. But
0: okay, okay, but let's let's talk about that because Oklahoma State uh, had a huge comeback. It was like thirty points unanswered in the second half. But let's not kid ourselves here. Like Notre Dame, Kyle Hamilton is the best safety in the draft, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to play in this game." Why would you? No, exactly. Like, I don't know. Do you want to talk about the college opt-outs? Like the yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's
1: do it. Let's do it. Because
0: I, to me, it's like I could care less. Like if you opt out, that's great. You know what? If you prioritize your health that much, all the power to you. I hate
1: to, I like, I don't want to do it. I hate to bring it back to Michigan, but I'm going to Jake, Butt, that guy was supposed to be a first round tight end plays in a meaningless bowl game and shreds his ACL. I mean, now he's, he's what he played. Wow. He was a, a teamer for the Broncos for a couple yeah. of years, right? Like when really that guy before the ACL tear was probably a first round talent. And that's but why these that's, guys are opting out now because they're playing in meaningless games. Unless you're playing in guys are only really going to play unless you, you have a chance to play for the national file.
0: But there's, there's a, it's kind of like Matt Corral it goes both. It goes both ways. Okay. Well, Matt Corral is a good example because he opted into a bowl game said, I owe this to my team. I owe this to my like fans. I owe this to the school. I, I love that. Like, go ahead. I am all for it. If you want to play, I will absolutely have you there. But he rolled his ankle he was probably like an I think inch or two away from it. All the x-rays came back negative. Um,
1: but they're coming but back like negative an on an an inch a break, away, right? Not a lady. Yeah, he's,
0: he's an inch or two away from absolutely ruining his ankle and all of a sudden losing all that potential money on his rookie contract because, yep. let's face it, you're not going to be able to add to your stock. You're not going to have medical workouts because you're fighting this off, right? Yeah. <sighs> to me, like, Matt Crow got lucky, I think, uh, in that sense. But at the same time, like, did he? What's saying like, that these guys that opt out don't injure themselves in practice or in free training? Like, well, we saw this times- with the NFL,
1: right? Like, they they started saying that they're not going to pay guys if you get injured working out away from team facility. Like, it it happens. Yeah. T- guys get injured away from the field. Guys get injured on field. Like, it just these things happen
0: so you're you're really like playing risk management like i don't think i'm going to get hurt training as big of a chance that i'm going to get hurt in a game which like yeah it makes sense like games are a lot more physical a lot more random stuff happens that's outside of your control who's to say but, you don't lose
1: your footing on a 600 pound squat and blow your knee
0: yeah like it's just everything. as likely right like but i'm uh i have seeing a lot of pushback on the the opt-outs like oh well You guys, I think it was Kirk Hershey was like, this generation just doesn't love football. It's like... No, that's not true. I think that's not true at all. I think it's the fact that they're much smarter about how they go about playing football and they may love it to death. And guess what? If you love football, you want to play it at the highest level. And if you opting out of a bowl game ensures that you get to play it at a higher level instead of having some freak injury happen to you, then go and play it at a higher level. Like, for the love of the game, like, are we saying Jamar Chase and Micah Parsons don't love the game of football? Because those guys both didn't play in their final year, not just a bowl game, year of collegiate football. And uh, I don't know if you're looking now, but they're going to be the rookies of the year, respectively, offensive and defensively.
1: You can can make a darn good case for Micah Parsons winning defensive player of the year right now.
0: You can. Exactly. Like, but you're going to say that he doesn't love football because he didn't play a whole year of college? Like... No, that's just a stupid argument to make. And I think it's very short sighted. And like coaches take jobs, they have to leave early for recruiting. But are you saying they don't love their teams and their sport they're playing because they don't go to a bowl game? No, they're just taking a different job opportunity, much like these guys that opt out are.
1: And speaking of opt ins, opt outs, huge news for the NFL draft Jesse Lucchetta opting in to the 2022 NFL draft. There is a lot of damn good Canadian talent going into this this 2022 NFL class, but I think you know, just his size, his sheer athleticism, he might be one of my favorites and he might be one of the best Canadian talents in the class right now.
0: Yeah, he's a very fast, athletic linebacker. It'll be interesting like we just talked about Michael Parsons. It's interesting to see what Luketta can do in his pro day like those penn state guys ran hell of a time last year like Oway uh parsons uh did fry yeah Frymouth blew his 40 away too like yeah there's a lot of speed coming out of penn state and the nittany lines last year so it'll be interesting to see what they do in this upcoming combine year
1: he's a freak man like when you watch his tape he's just so long and just the My, my, I think my favorite thing about him is just like the awareness and the get back speed. And like, what I mean by that is like when he is kind of moving backwards, watching the flow of the play, and then he has to flip his hips and go like for a linebacker, that's a rare thing to have. That is kind of more of a DB finesse type thing that you, you really look for in DBs. I mean, yes, you want your linebackers to have that obviously, but it's not necessarily a trait you're you're eyeing on but when you when you have that as a linebacker that's special and that dude's a freak
0: it is and uh we'll say on some like contract nfl cfl uh big one for me nick hallett signed a one year contract extension uh with the Winnipeg blue bonus so shout out to my Let's old go. teammate Nick Hallett uh another thing we're gonna talk about the lockdowns that were implemented yesterday a little bit because there is some stipulation on uh, athletic facilities and openings because select pro and amateur leagues would be allowed to go back into training as well as the Olympians and Paralympians, rightfully so for them and rightfully so for the professional athletes. But the amateur, here's what we uh, defined as amateur, the CHL, the PWHL, the elite baseball league of Ontario U18 Uh, League One Soccer, Junior A Lacrosse, uh, Women's Field Lacrosse, A League, U19 Group, and OSBA, which is Ontario's uh, Secondary Basketball Association. So we've got high school basketball and Junior A Lacrosse. But missing in there, for the Ontario listeners, is the three letters, Ontario University Athletics. So you're telling me that Junior A Lacrosse is now considered to be more elite because the words they use is elite amateur leagues. We're saying that Junior A Lacrosse is more elite than, and okay, okay, high school basketball is more elite than collegiate basketball. Very, very good job, Ford Government.
1: Here's my favorite one. I saw this on Twitter. It was Carlos Verde that tweeted it out, and I got—I have to restate it because it was such a good point uh, revolving around U Sports hockey specifically. So, a lot of the players in U Sports hockey in Ontario uh, OUA yes. hockey. For those who don't know, a lot of these players are are overagers. They are now twenty-one year old former. OHL hockey players playing U sports hockey and you're considering the OHL elite, but not these guys who are now playing U sports hockey that just one year ago were in the damn OHL. That's the one that gets me the most. So you're saying OUA, you're saying U sports caliber athletes aren't elite yet. These guys are coming from the damn OHL, which you are allowing to play right now. That One's my favorite. That one is my absolute favorite. If you're no, gonna let the I, OHL go, like how I like,
0: I don't get it. Come on. I didn't know I didn't know that high school basketball would be allowed. Like that's ridiculous. So you're, telling me, you're telling me the OSBA can, but when those players all graduate and go to <laughs> a university, like the OSBA let me Let me see a high schooler start up into a scrub. Brother. U but like,
1: let yes. me let me see a high school D up a scrub brother.
0: Like, isn't elite amateur what feeds into professional leagues? Like, isn't that, like, the definition of what an elite amateur league would be? Okay, U-sports football
1: literally feeds into the CFL.
0: And U-sports basketball feeds into the CBL. And U-sports hockey feeds somewhat into the AHL. Those guys also get D1
1: looks as well. They can transfer out of that as well. Transfer to D1, and then they can go
0: play in the NHL. Like, U-sports volleyball sends players to professional and national-level teams, which are considered professional uh, what swimming? other winter sports are we missing? Who just want
1: to shoot swimming? Gold Kylie Moss.
0: Oh, I wonder where she came from. A U Sports program. Uh, women's hockey feeds directly into the Olympics. That is a professional sport. But let's go with high school basketball.
1: I don't know, Making man. Just, it just to make sense. sense just to God. say
0: to say OUA
1: caliber athletes are is not elite athletes or is not elite no, amateur it's not, athletes it's, that's it's, it's just oh, like the slap surf. in the
0: face that you're you're taking leagues below like even the junior A lacrosse that feeds into the university of lacrosse
1: great like great one on this lacrosse thing so Kingston a while back when I was growing up playing lacrosse Kingston had a junior lacrosse program as a 15-year-old, I was called up to play on this team. As a 15-year-old, I wasn't even old enough to play yet. They're like, hey, man. You were an
0: elite amateur athlete. Connor. We
1: don't. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, at 15 years old, I was an elite amateur athlete. Couldn't even According play on the, the junior Cameron. lacrosse team yet. And then, get this, because lacrosse is so popular, said junior team folded before I was old enough to even play on the team. Damn. Ridiculous. I get it. Lacrosse is... Is popular in a lot of communities in Ontario, specifically Peterborough, Whitby. I know a lot of like the, I, I know it's just like, like, like even around Kingston, Cornwall. Like, but golly, man! Even if
0: even if we we're in season for U sports in the fall sports, like junior a lacrosse, like that's on par with university lacrosse. Like I think the women are OCAA or the the men's side is OCAA. One of them is. A but lot like, of the guys are that guys that, that age out and then go play U sports. Like to me, I just, uh, I just don't understand. Like the CHL, it's literally just guys that come into U sports afterwards, and like,
1: yeah, it is guys that age out of the OHL that are not going to go play in the AHL. Maybe don't want to go play in Europe, and then you know they're still damn good hockey players and still want to play what four more years of hockey, so they go play hockey at the university level, and then university hockey. Is competitive. It's a lot of fun to watch. I don't know for everybody that's it's ever been hockey. for anybody that's ever been to any of the Colonel By Classic games, the Ottawa Carlton games. They're phenomenal. U Sports hockey is good hockey. I don't know what else to say. The fact that U Sports OUA Sports were not included in this is is I don't know what else to say about this.
0: Not yeah, happy this about it clearly. Like- <laughs>
1: I'm glad, I feel <laughs> like, for all of the
0: all I do. of the I'm, athletes affected right now. We, I'm very happy we got the football season, and we selfishly got a football season in in the nick of time. Like the, CF, the CFL ended literally the day before everything started to go haywire. And like, I, I'm curious. I, to feel like bad. How I feel I feel so bad for all these athletes because like you were told you were getting a season, and now it's like, oh well, you're not even allowed to enter a gym to train. Until the end of the month, and then we're going to expect you to come back and perform at a high level. And we're donating federal funding towards U Sports competitions because. And then they're going to wonder why
1: everybody's on the trainer's table with a pulled hamstring. Well,
0: they're going to wonder why their their product and quality on the court on ice is dropping. It's like, well, you you didn't allow them access to even a gym. Like the only thing that like the elite amateur thing, like it allows you access to training grounds. So like, you're just saying to them, like, you're not even good enough to get access to a gym or a practice facility, but high school basketball, you go, you've got it. You are in like, like half these.
1: That one's hilarious to me because they're remote learning, but you can go play
0: high yeah, school yeah. basketball let's, in the gym. Let's, let's, let's make sure we're having all of our schools as remote learning because there's a lot of spread going on between teenage and adolescent children. But we'll go and say yes. You guys can go. (laughs) Like junior lacrosse, you you get high schoolers too, don't you? Like, there's so many things that are just blowing my mind with this. But uh, dude, I was I was 15. I was what grade
1: 10 when I was maybe gonna go play junior lacrosse.
0: Yep, you're a year away. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but no, it's uh, it's pretty crazy Uh, here in Ontario. Hopefully, the rest of the country is able to deal with the spread of the new Omicron variant better than we have uh i guarantee you that u-sports competition will probably still uh remain like they would probably still have national championships but the oua just won't like won't be involved
1: yeah they won't be there
0: either they won't be involved or they won't be able to compete anywhere close to high level because their athletes were shunned from gyms and facilities like yeah it's crazy but uh Let's talk a bit about uh, what we're going to be doing here upcoming.
1: Yeah, enough of the ranting. <laughs> we'll give you guys some some information here. <laughs> we're back after the new year, by the way, if you guys haven't, uh, haven't gotten haven't that after 30 there. minutes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, what we are going to be doing is we're going to start bringing in player interviews. We are going to be looking ahead at the upcoming U-sports season. We're going to be looking at the combines, looking at draft eligible players you Know we're going to bring in mock drafts too. Uh, I'm excited 100 is coming back, it never went away. It's It's been formulated, <laughs> it's <already>. been ongoing, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, we'll try and get some coaches back in from the schools that you guys heard from before, and they ended up performing way better than people thought. We'll also bring in some new coaches, hopefully, to talk uh, and grow our base of resources, I guess, for you guys to kind of hear what goes on behind the scenes and through pandemic years and in seasons that look very different depending on what school you're at. So we'll try to bring all that for you.
1: And if there's anybody that, you know, you guys want to hear from, you know how to get in touch with us, we will always respond. So hit us with some suggestions and we will, we'll do our absolute best to try to make it happen if it's within reason. I mean, obviously if it's out of reach, nothing we can do about that, but you know, you sports players, you sports coaches, we can always reach out to and uh, see what we can do, but I'm excited for the upcoming, upcoming season. we got a lot of fun stuff planned, we man.
0: We, uh, draft we definitely season, do full man. swing. It is, it is going to start ramping up. We are going to uh, try to get back to our twice a week scheduling. Uh, obviously if there are lighter weeks, then Connor and I may just put out a PSA saying, Hey, only one episode this week, catch it on blank day. Uh, but we will at we least give you guys
1: something once a week, at least once yes, a week.
0: Absolutely. At least once a week. Uh, and if we know ahead of time that our scheduling is not going to be the greatest, we'll try and make it a longer episode for you guys to kind of uh, enjoy in multiple settings if you want, or just a longer version, if that's what you please.
1: And Marsh, DT, Mello, those guys are taking a bit of a break through the new year. I believe they're going to be coming back around the time of CFL free agency, So for the foreseeable future, Wade and myself are going to be holding down the CFP Fort. Those guys deserve some time off, man. They work damn hard.
0: (laughs) Yes, they do. Uh, But if you guys want to find us on social media at CF Perspective, at Connor R. O'Neill, at Wade saying thank you guys for the great last year. We're coming up on two years now, and uh, hopefully we can make this one even better than before.
1: We'll catch you guys next week.
0: The more I see. The less I'm willing to believe It's too hard in here